everybody, Chris Harry with you on our Monday episode of Chargers Weekly. We're switching it up a little bit this week. Coming up, you'll hear from the college head coaches of second-round pick Nazir Adderley and third-round pick Trey Pipkins. Delaware's Danny Rocco and Sioux Falls' John Anderson will join me soon. But first, I had the pleasure of talking to several draft analysts on the podcast over the last few months. We're going to take a look back at what they said about the Chargers' first two selections in the 2019 NFL Draft. All right, please be joined by Dane Brugler of The Athletic as we shift our focus to the NFL Draft and next week's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Dane, last year, Colts linebacker Darius Leonard was in Mobile, and he's a small school guy who already an all-pro, probably competing with Derwin for Rookie of the Year. Who's this year's Darius Leonard in Mobile? Uh, The top small school player this year is Nasir Adderley, uh, free safety from Delaware, who First of all, he has Hall of Fame bloodlines. Uh, his cousin, uh, a couple times removed, is Herb Adderley, who uh, you know won a couple Super Bowls with the Packers, won a few championships with the Cowboys in the '60s. Uh, so he has the Hall of Fame bloodline. Uh, he is a former corner, so he's got corner feet, moves well, uh, but he'll come up and hit you. He's a healthy run defender. Um, really good kid. I really enjoyed my talks with him throughout the fall. Uh, got a chance to kind of sit down with him, go over the tape, and. I uh, really like what he has to offer. He he came in at number 21 overall on my draft board uh, going into the Senior Bowl, so I'm eager to see if he can kind of live up to uh, the high ranking that I have. And he's, a, he's my top safety this year, so we'll see if he lives up to that because, uh, you know, he's a, he's a really good player, but, you know, he's going to be expected to step up and play with uh, all the FBS athletes and not look like he's out of place at all. So big week for him to see how he performs. Very pleased to be joined by Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports here on Chargers Weekly. Based on everything we talked about, who do you think the Chargers should select at 28 overall? Obviously, I look at needs on this football team. I think offensive line and defensive line, I think any NFL team could further bolster that and feel good about it coming out of a draft. Who do you think the Chargers should select at number 28? The guy that I've mocked to them the most, um, it's kind of weird. He's actually a player that I have in my top 10 overall prospects. Um, but I think he'll probably last to 28. Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame. Uh, he's not someone that fits the profile of a you know big bl- uh, block eating, space eating nose tackle. He's taller. He's six, almost six seven. Um, but you turn on any Notre Dame game last year, really the last two seasons, um, and he was so disruptive in the run game and especially as a, a pass rusher. He has long, really strong arms. Um, that he uses well. A lot of guys on the defensive line can just win with their athleticism, and they, even at the college level, at a high level, um, they just lean on that. But Tillery did test as a good athlete for his position, even though he's, he's kind of uniquely sized, but he uses his hands. He has a variety of pass rushing moves, a really heavy hand. Um, you know, when he's using a swim move or a swipe move, the offensive linemen feel it. I think he would be the perfect type of player to be between Joey Bosa and, and uh, Melvin Ingram on that defensive line. They've had Brandon Hebe in there for a while, who's just more of a space eater and, and, and certainly did a good job in that role. But if you could say, hey, we have these two great edge rushers and we can create pressure in the middle, um, him and Justin Jones inside their third round pick from uh, last year out of NC State that I liked a lot, mm. then you're talking about arguably one of the best defensive lines, you know, front fours, in the entire NFL. And I think, you know, we have seen being in that division with the Kansas City Chiefs, 
creating pressure on Patrick Mahomes um, will be paramount. So I think he would be the perfect pick or any one of these top defensive tackles because that just seems like the biggest need for a team that otherwise is a pretty well-rounded roster. Chris, the reason I love that pick is is not only how he would complement Ingram and Bosa, but the Chargers identified a couple other pass rushers too. Uchenna Nuosu, who had that, that great strip sack at the end of the playoff game against the Ravens, had a really good year to close the year. And Isaac Rochelle, who was Tillery's teammate at Notre Dame, filled in for Bosa, did a really good job, had six sacks last year. He actually said he talked to Tillery recently and was like, hey, what's all this buzz about? And obviously, the Chargers are not connected to you know media mock drafts, but it's just funny because you do see Tillery's name associated with the Chargers. Yeah, and it's just, I don't understand it personally. Like I said, I have him as my number seven overall player, honestly. I, I didn't expect him to have the combine that he did. Being six seven and around 300 pounds, I thought he'd be a little stiffer. And he had one of the best workouts of any of the defensive tackles. He just seems like a player that doesn't have a ton of buzz about him, um, didn't have crazy gaudy statistics. I think his pressures uh, stats were pretty good. And after a lot of the more highly touted players like Christian Wilkins at Clemson, like Dexter Lawrence at Clemson, um, Quinton Williams, obviously from Alabama, is probably going to go inside the top five. He seems like in that second uh, tier of top prospects. Um, so I think after a lot of those players go, a lot of the edge rushers go, he could still be available and it would be a perfect fit um, on one of the, to me, an uh a defense that is kind of trending what the whole NFL needs to be. A lot of defensive backs on the field, a lot of, you know, different packages up front. Um, Just a really good player that I think would be a perfect fit and it would fill an immediate need. All right, we now pass the baton to Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. Who do you envision being that best player available when the Chargers select at the end of the first round? Uh, you know, I look at linebacker, I look at offensive line, defensive line, maybe a corner. Um, who do you think would be the best fit at the end of the first round for the Bolts? I think there's two names that I'd be looking for if I'm the Chargers for you know optimal situations or optimal guys to fall to me. One is Jerry Tillery, the Notre Dame defensive tackle. We have him as a top 10 player in our class. I think it's what he could do bring the table as a pass rusher and what he could do on stunts, especially from what we saw there at Notre Dame and how valuable that would be to the Chargers would be, it would just take that pass rush to the next level with him, Ingram, Bosa. That would be a dynamic trio of pass rushers there on that defensive line. So I think he would be the ideal situation. Also, Nazir Adderley, a lot of people have mocked him there. I know he, but the combination of Adderley's ball skills and explosiveness in the middle of the field with Derwin James on, you know, up around the line of scrimmage. There's two guys who can cover a lot of ground in the middle of that field, shut down a lot of passing lanes. I think that would uh, also be an ideal fit for the Chargers. A close friend of the podcast, Isaac Rochelle, joins me. You know, I, I look at these mock drafts and stuff. It just the whole process in general, man, it's funny because a lot of it's just manufactured. You know, it is, it's a lot of entertainment when we look at these mock drafts. And there's a, a former teammate of yours that keeps getting mocked to the Chargers at the end of the first, Jerry Tillery. What do you know about Jerry? Jerry's a great dude. I talked to Jerry last night for probably about 30 minutes about the combine. Uh and it's funny, as soon as you asked me did I talk to the Chargers while I was getting, uh, like going through this process, I was thinking no, but I was like, man, it's funny because I keep seeing Jerry on the mock draft to come to the Chargers. Don't you? Yeah. I'm like, have you talked to, like, have you talked to the Chargers? He's like, no, not at all. And it's just hilarious because, 
Um, I know inevitably he's on their radar. He's a great uh, interior D lineman. Um, I know on a lot of the mock drafts, they've got us drafting interior D lineman early. Uh, but it's crazy because it's like this dude hasn't talked to them at all, and then they could end up drafting him. But what do I know about Jerry? Uh, I know Jerry's going to come in and work. Uh, I know Jerry's going to definitely fit in our locker room. Um, he's a likable dude, which, like I said, two most important things. Are you likable and are you going to work hard? Um, and the biggest thing, not to be understated, is he's an unbelievable player. Uh, I mean, if you look at his career at Notre Dame, he was playing early his freshman year, making plays, not a huge contributor his freshman year. Um, but if you look at his development all the way to his senior year, leading the team in sacks as a D tackle, having like, what, nine sacks, um, he's a great player. So I'm excited to see where he goes. Hopefully it is the Chargers. All right, Delaware safety Nazir Adderley is the newest member of the L.A. Chargers, and it's a treat for me to bring on his college head coach, Danny Rocco, to Chargers Weekly. Coach, I appreciate you joining me first. A big congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Where were you last night when you got the news that Naz was headed to L.A.? <laughs> well, uh, I was watching the draft um, at, at my house with my wife, and we had a uh, severe thunderstorm, so... Um, we lost our power. Oh, no. And it was really ironic because I, I couldn't track it on my phone. And I knew it was about that time. And then, uh, sure enough, I got a few text messages and a phone call. So I may have missed it live, but uh, certainly was tracking it really closely. And, you know, really excited for Nasir and uh, just a great opportunity for him. Well, Coach, let's just start w- with on the field. If, if you could break down his game for us and just the type of player that the Chargers are getting in that secondary. Well, he's an extraordinary athlete, um, and he's extremely versatile. So I think those are two things right there that will create uh, a lot of value uh, and uh, create a lot of options. I mean, he was an outstanding special teams player for us in addition. Mm. Uh, so they have a guy that's can do a lot of different things and uh, played some corner, uh, certainly could play over the slot, could be a third down uh, slot cover uh, corner, and he can play in the post. And uh, I think what we saw him do um, and, and really flash at was his range. He's got extraordinary range in the post. Uh, and most of his highlights in the past game uh, just show his ability to, to cover ground uh, and play the ball in the air. So uh, he's an exciting player. Uh, he was very productive for us in the run game. He was a downhill uh, safety, mm. uh, and he was a good tackler. So um, he's a dynamic player, and he's just a, a quality, quality uh, young man and uh, you know, great character person. Uh, and I think he's just going to make uh, us very proud here as he takes the next step on his journey. I think Daniel Jeremiah tweeted out this morning that if, if you went into a lab and you were trying to design the perfect complement to Derwin James, last year's first-round pick and all-pro, he said you get Nazir Adderley. And I think you alluded to it, just the versatility, the range. This secondary has a lot of players that can get to the ball. What do you think it's going to look like with Nazir and Derwin James patrolling secondaries in the NFL? Well, I think the biggest thing is just playmaking ability, you know, and, um, you know, it's so uh, so impressive to be able to have guys back there that can change the game, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, guys that aren't back there, 
you know, trying to survive and, and just get off the field. They're trying to take the ball away. Uh, and, and those are the kinds of things to me that really generate energy and enthusiasm, you know, and momentum uh, on your defense. So, um, you know, three and outs are great, but you take that ball away and it's even that much more exciting. And, and when he gets his hands on the ball, um, you know, he's dynamic. You know, he, he's done some things in the return game uh, that really show his, uh, his athleticism. Uh, and we, we certainly gave a lot of thought to playing this here in, at corner and uh, I'm sorry, at, at slot receiver position and getting the ball out of the backfield, but uh, we opted not to. Uh, but I do think that it just brings another guy that uh, can change the game uh, because of his ability to make plays, his range, and his ability to see and play the ball in the air. Coach, I don't know how familiar you are with just this Chargers secondary, but I go back to a couple of years ago, Casey Hayward, uh, up until last year, he was one of the, the league leaders in interceptions over uh, several years. Then you bring in a guy like Desmond King from Iowa who has just a nose for the football, and, and he makes plays very similar to what you were talking about with Nas. You had Derwin James to the mix, now Nazir. This secondary has a bunch of guys, and you mentioned three and outs are great, but if you can get your hands on the football, I think just having those ball hawks around him is just going to elevate his game as rookie year. Yeah, it's exciting. And everybody that I'm uh, talking to and everything I've been reading and tracking here uh, with the Chargers is, uh, you know, really validating that enthusiasm. Um, And, you know, you get a little pressure on the quarterback, and uh, the windows are very, very small. That's right. Uh, when you have guys back there that can uh, see it, break on it, cover ground, and compete, uh, you know, for the football. So, uh, you know, we knew we had something special. And the irony for me was I was at another university in our conference as the head football coach before I came here to Delaware. So I played against Nasir. At Richmond, right? It was a Richmond coach. Nasir. That's correct, yeah. We had, actually had Kyle Laletta. You know, Laletta oh, yeah. got drafted last year to uh, the Giants, I think in the fourth. And Nasir made a couple plays against um, Kyle Laletta uh, that just showed his amazing range and ability to uh, track the ball. Uh, so uh, really excited uh, for Nasir and uh, – uh, and his family, and uh, I just think he's going to have an outstanding uh, future. One of the things they say around here is rush and cover work together. And with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram and yeah. Chenna Nuosu yeah. and now Jerry Tillery, to, to have that push up front is just going to make those guys in the back end that much better. Coach, I want to talk about Nazir off the field. What kind of guy are we getting? I, I know that this locker room is made up of high-character individuals, and it sounds like Nazir is going to fit right in. Yeah, he really is a quality uh, young man, and uh, he cares about people. He's kind. Uh, he's considerate of others. Um, and, you know, those are things that uh, we have a place a lot of value on, you know, and uh, he's a kind-hearted human being, I'm telling you. And uh, it's really neat. Now, like with all these young people, you know, they got to you know, everybody wants wants a leader. You know, what you got to be before you could be a leader is a good follower. Mm. And as you make that transition into the NFL, uh, you got to be a good follower. You got to be willing to make the decisions to follow the right guys that are going to show the way. And uh, Nasir will be able to do that. Uh, and in doing that, 
Uh, he's going to grow into a really good leader in the league and uh, be a guy that's going to represent your, you know, your community and your organization at a really, really high level. You know, last year when Derwin James came in here, I think that was one of the biggest things. Obviously, he, he's an alpha personality, and he became a leader very early on as a rookie. But to have mentors like Adrian Phillips, for instance, an undrafted guy who went to the Pro Bowl this year, he was an all-pro, um, he was undrafted, and, and he was released eight times throughout the course of his NFL career. So wow. to have a guy who started as an undrafted free agent, worked his way up as an all-pro, as a, as a special teamer and, and a pro bowler, and then to have a guy like Darwin, who frankly is in a similar position to Nas just being removed from the draft a year ago, I think it's a nice combination of guys to, to look up to here in L.A. And it's so important. I mean, it really is. And it makes all the difference in the world. And uh, I don't care what your transition is. You know, you can go from high school to college, college to the NFL. I mean, as you're transitioning in life, uh, you have to have people out in front uh, who kind of can show you the way, show you the expectations. Uh, and show, show you what the culture of the organization is. And uh, I've already heard you speak of it a couple of times when you talked about the culture, the climate of the locker room there. And you got a lot of high-quality, high-character men in that locker room. And, and that's so important as you kind of bring in that next wave of young people uh, who aspire to do great things. And uh, there's got to be examples you know, out in front of them. Uh, to allow them to see the importance of putting the team first. Uh, and it seems like, and it certainly sounds like, and it looks like that's exactly what's happening out there in your organization. Yeah, big things are happening in year three of Anthony Lynn being the head coach and, and Gus Bradley is the defensive coordinator. Uh, coach, I want to get you out of here on this. I'm going to see Nas here in a couple hours. Uh, do you have a message for him? I'm sure you already spoke to him, but but uh, a message that I could pass along here very shortly. Just tell him how proud we are of him and how excited we are uh, for him and his future. And, uh, you know, we're always going to be here for him. Uh, and I know he's got uh, Delaware uh, Blue Hen uh, in his heart because he was a great, great ambassador uh, for our program. Well, from Blue Hen to Powder Blue, Coach Danny Rocco, I can't thank you enough for your time. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, it was awesome to, to talk to you and uh, look forward to catching up down the line. Heck, maybe we'll see you at a Chargers game. I appreciate that very much. Thanks a lot. All right, offensive tackle Trey Pipkins of Sioux Falls was the Chargers selection in the third round, number 91 overall. Now joined by his college head coach, John Anderson. Coach, congratulations. We're thrilled to have Trey in L.A. Oh, thank you very much, and, and uh, I think you gained a lot of uh, fans out this way, and, and uh, uh, we're excited about the opportunities Trey's earned and been given. That's fantastic. Well, tell me about your night when you heard the news. Where were you, and uh, what was your emotions? I was actually at a uh, uh, Boys and Girls Club fundraiser. Uh, my wife drugged me out last night and uh, um, was trying to keep an eye on the draft and, and do the things that uh, have kept me married for 17 years already, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got that news and, and uh, caused a little bit of a disruption in the back of the room at the at the fundraiser. So it was very exciting, and obviously, um, uh, the University of Sioux Falls and our fans and uh, um, uh, Trey's family and just kind of a lot of a lot of emotion going on and a lot of 
texts and congratulations. So we're just, uh, uh, we knew this day would come for Trey. We knew he was going to earn an opportunity and, and just excited that it, that uh, uh, the wait was finally over. Well, hey, I know it's a it's a small school, but but Trey was a big time prospect. Tom Telesco made that known in his press conference after the draft. Just tell us the the type of player that Trey is on the field. Explain his game on the field. Yeah, it starts with uh, his athletic ability. Uh, you know, for for a guy of his size, he he bends extremely well. He runs extremely well, and and. Uh, uh, is a guy that uh, is is a very very good student of the game. Um, you're going to get a guy that that busts his tail uh, on and off the field. He doesn't uh, make mental mistakes and uh, plays it extremely hard. Plays football the way it should be played from from the start of the whistle to the end of the whistle. Um, we're we're you know he was he was a guy that uh, that we hung our hat on and, and ran behind him when we needed tough yards and um, you know the game game for Trey is. Uh, is only going to get better. I think his. I've told every scout that came through here that uh, his best days of football are ahead of him still, and and he's far from peaked out, and uh, got some things to uh, continue to work on body wise. But his athleticism and the way he runs is what's got him the opportunity here in the third round. Coach, his improvement over his college career did he just steadily get better as each year went on, or was he just kind of a, an impact player right from jump? Well, he came in and redshirted with us his his, his first year and, and kind of reshaped his body. Uh, he was a three year starter for us, and, and you know, uh, in my opinion, he he got better every year. And that's the thing about Trey is his mentality and his personality is uh, he's going to find things that, to continually work on. Uh, when we sat down and uh, last year at this time, going into his last season, and, and, and got some feedback from some, some scouts and the people in the league. You know, what do you need to see out of Trey to give him an opportunity? And, and we kind of put a little checklist together, and, and that's what he did. Uh, and, and one of the biggest things was was improving. You know, he's an athletic guy, and, and uh, uh, he, he we felt he needed to show some more physicality, and he went out and did that, um, you know, because he asked him to. And that's just, again, the type of guy you're going to get is, is continuing to improve, and uh, he's going to work, be very, very diligent and work hard at what he does. I tell you, it's so important to have uh, the right atmosphere and the right culture around you, especially when you get into the NFL. And I can tell you firsthand, the offensive line coach, Pat Meyer, couple that with uh, veterans like Russell Kuhn, who's won a Super Bowl, who's been in a Pro Bowl, Mike Pouncey, who's been in a Pro Bowl and uh, a leader on that offensive line, and even these younger guys like Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney, uh, a lot of good resources for Trey here in Los Angeles. Well, that's an excellent opportunity for him, and, and uh, uh, I know that he's going to add to that room. He's going to be a sponge, uh, and that's the thing about Trey is he's humble. He's got a lot of humility. He uh, wants to learn, wants to improve, and wants to please. So he, 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 on that, uh, with that, he is uh, he's a great teammate, and, and that, that locker room is going to uh, uh, gain from having a guy like Trey in there. And, uh, um, again, just looking forward and excited about his process. Yeah, character counts, and, and that's my next question. What, what kind of guy are we getting off the field, Coach? Uh, what, what's Trey like off the field? Uh, first thing you guys are going to notice about him, you put uh, a microphone or a camera in his face, and he's going to light up the room with a smile. And <laughs> that's good, good news. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that's uh, um, that's what we got here. Um, he's, a, he's a very liked uh, teammate. Um, you, you know, obviously he had a – uh, a lot of attention this year uh, on him personally, but he deflected that to his teammates. 
uh, didn't let that become a distraction in, in any way and, and went about his business. But uh, uh, you're going to get a guy that uh, um, has zero off the field issues. He's a, you know, he graduated early here from the University of Sioux Falls. He carried a, well over a 3.0 GPA. Uh, he's got a, got a fiance that he's getting married to this summer. Uh, you know, so you're going to get a guy that's, that's very well put together, that's uh, going to be devoted to football. And, and uh, you know, the things that I'm excited about for, for Trey is uh, as he gets into his professional career is to, you know, some uh, things that I know are going to be a priority for him are, are being involved in the, in the community and being involved in the locker room and, and doing more than just playing football on the field. Well, I can't wait to talk to Trey in a couple hours. He's going to be here very soon. I'll get you out of here on this, Coach. Just a message for Trey. I'm sure you've spoken with him, but uh, a message that I could pass along to him here very shortly. Yeah, I just let him know that uh, – uh, this is the, you know, we're located here in Sioux Falls. We call it Coup Falls. Uh, and, and all Coup Falls Nation is, uh, extremely excited for him. Uh, I'm personally very proud of, uh, the work that he put in. He's earned this opportunity. And, uh, uh, you know, at that, at this point, it's time to go forward. The opportunity's been earned. Now, what are you going to do for the rest of, uh, uh, of your career? But we're, we're proud of him. We're pulling for him and love him. And if you pass those things on, I'd just be thrilled. Very well said. Head coach of Sioux Falls, John Anderson. Coach, thank you so much for your time and your insight this morning. Really appreciate it. Yes, very much. Thank you for having me on, and uh, have a great weekend. And that's going to do it. My thanks to Coach Anderson and Coach Rocco for joining me. And, of course, thanks to you all for listening. Don't forget, if you like what you hear this offseason, be sure to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Please help spread the word. We'll be back at our normal time on Thursday. We want to give you an extra podcast this week because of the draft. Until next time, I'm Chris Harey.